0: Well, we're in the middle of a series called At the Movies. This is the one, well, right in the middle. We're at the end of a series called At the Movies. This is our last one. And what we've been doing is just looking at some popular movies that came out within the last year and looking at the biblical themes that run through them. Because how many of you know all truth is God's truth? Right? If it's true, it comes from God. And we can find truth in a lot of different places. Now, it all has to be true. Uh, People tell you things are true that are not. The truth is God's truth. And so we find a lot of truth in movies. There's also a lot of junk in movies, but there's a lot of truth in movies. So uh, today we're going to talk about the biggest, one of the biggest movies ever, Avengers Endgame. And uh, so we're going to show some clips here in church. We do have a license to show these. Unfortunately, again, you guys online, you only get to hear the clips. I apologize. We don't have a license to show them online and we want to be honest about these things. Uh, but if you have your Bibles, turn them to John 15, verse 13, and uh, we're going to read that here in just a moment, but I'm going to give you some statistics here about Avengers Endgame. Uh, I do want to let you know if you have a phone or a tablet that has a YouVersion Bible app, if you hit that little more button and then hit events, all our notes are on there, you can follow along with that. Uh, but Avengers Endgame, many of you have probably seen it, if you haven't, there is going to be a spoiler here, so you might have to, you know, do this, but I don't know anybody that hasn't seen it that cares to see it. But this is the 22nd Marvel movie that's come out, and there have been several after Endgame. But Endgame was the 22nd Marvel movie, and it was the culmination of 11 years of stories. So there's 11 years of stories that get wrapped up in this movie. It's kind of the close, well, I think the next movie after this, the Spider-Man, was the close of one of their phases. But this is the highest grossing movie of all time. This movie made more money than any other movie ever. By a long shot. Now, if you adjust ticket prices, some people argue *Gone with the Wind* would have made more money because it sold more tickets. But they didn't have DVDs back in the day of *Gone with the Wind*. And, but they're both three-hour movies, which is kind of funny. Um, so, but it was released in April 2019. This movie was. Now listen to this: it set the record for the highest-grossing film of all time, the highest opening weekend gross, the fastest cumulative grosses through two and a half billion. Yeah, that's a B billion dollars and uh, its opening weekend uh it set records for the highest grossing opening weekend the highest grossing single day the highest grossing friday highest grossing saturday highest grossing sunday and then lots more it became the highest grossing film of all time in several markets uh in more than 40 markets and it said imax records listen to this in 50 different markets across all six inhabiting continents so what does that mean this is a big movie why were people so into this movie well, they, they tell a good story. They're well made. But people connect with the characters in these movies. Even though they're superheroes, for the most part, they're superheroes. People identify with them, right? People identify with their struggles. And, and then they also set up a cliffhanger in uh, Avengers Infinity War. I'll get to that in a second. But this is a big movie. And so uh, we're going to pray and we're going to get into this and we're going to see some different themes that happen in this movie. So, Father, I thank you this morning that we can come together and we can look in your word and we can find truth to apply to our lives. And Lord, I pray today as we look at this, as we we consider this movie that has a lot of truth in it, that you would speak to our hearts today. Lord, as it's a movie about failure, about redemption, Lord, I pray that you would look into our hearts and help us to see things in us that we need to change and challenge us today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, in John 15, verse 13, Jesus says this, There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's what? Friends. Jesus is saying there's no greater love than to put your life down for someone else. What did Jesus do for us? He laid down his life for us. We see in this movie that there are several people in this movie who are willing to lay their lives down for others, for people that they haven't even met. That's what Jesus did for us, but he didn't do it for someone he had never met. He did it for each one of us that he knew beforehand. So to set up this movie in the the movie before this, the Avengers movie before this, uh, there's a, a bad guy named Thanos who wants to wipe out half the population of the galaxy, of the universe. He wants to kill half of all living things, not just people, but everything, because he wants to bring balance back to the world. And so he gets these stones, there are six stones called infinity stones that they say came from space and have powers, and he put them together on this glove, and he snapped his fingers, and he wiped out half of everything alive, which includes a little over half of the Avengers and all their people. And so the Avengers that were left felt like they had failed, and that's where this movie picks up. There's a lot of different places where they felt like they failed. They failed to save the galaxy. They failed to help people. Now, many of us have had failures in our lives, right? I've had more than I can count, right? Many of us have failed in different areas. Some of us have failed in our personal lives. Some of us have failed in our marriages. Some of us have failed in finances. Some of us have failed in sports. Uh, Some of us have failed just in in many different areas, even academics. So we've all made mistakes, but how do we recover from those failures? That's what we want to look at. That's one of the, the themes we see in this movie. We see that they struggle with failure and what to do after a failure. Uh, they learn sacrifice in this movie and they learn how to how to do a second chance, how to take a second chance. And those are the themes we're going to look at today. So first one is how do we recover from failure? Well, in the movie, we start it's a pretty dark beginning to the movie because you know half the people are still gone. Uh, the world's still trying to recover from it. The Avengers feel like they've failed and they go and they time travel, they figure out how to do some different time travel things and uh, so they're trying time travel. Now, I could have showed a lot of different scenes that deal with failure. This one's kind of funny. I kind of enjoyed it. So they're doing a test on how to go back in time because they want to go back and get these stones before the bad guy gets it so they can undo all the bad that he's done. So that's what you'll see here. On a count of three. Three, two, one. Uh, guys, this, this doesn't feel right. What's that, going on? Is that? Hold Is Scott? Yes, it's Scott! Oh, back! It's like, what is this? Oh, Can I get a little space yes. Yeah, yeah, I just yeah. Can you get bring him there? back? I'm working on it. It's a baby. It's Scott! As a baby! He'll grow! Bring Scott back! Time travel! what i i see this as an absolute win so they had some hard time getting them back in the present so how many of you have ever failed how many of you at home have ever failed right so we all make mistakes so what do we learn about failure well we see the failure is not final until we what until we give up failure is not final until we give up we fail. We, we fail tests in school, right? We choke on the field in sports. We drop balls. I mean, I know one time at a, we have, every year we have a red versus blue softball game, right? It's a firefighter versus cop game. There's a lot of pride in this game because you know, we can't lose to the cops. We do sometimes. But in this one game, like I had this fly ball come to me, it was the last play of the game, I'm like, oh, I got this. And then I kind of tripped and dropped the ball. I felt horrible. For a whole year I felt horrible because like, I let the cops beat us. You know, how can I do that? And they gloat, you know. But we all fail. So, but failure is not final until we give up, until we stop trying. We see in scripture, one of Jesus' disciples, his name was Peter. And Peter had big aspirations. Peter was the guy with the big mouth, right? And, and he told Jesus, I will never leave you. Jesus said, all you guys are going to abandon me. Peter said, I'll never abandon you. I will never leave you, Jesus. I'm right here. I'm your, I'm your boy. I'm here. Right? In Luke chapter 22, verses 31 to 34, Jesus says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked me to sift each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded in prayer for you, Simon, so that your faith wouldn't fail. So when you've repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Peter said, Lord, I'm ready to go to prison with you and even to die with you. But Jesus said, Peter, let me tell you something. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny three times that you even know me. And guess what? Before the rooster crowed, Peter disowned Jesus three separate times. Once to a little girl. Like, I mean, you talk about failure. He did. So after this failure, after Peter did this, you know what he did? He went back to fishing, which is what he was before he was A follower of Jesus he just went back to what he knew he kind of gave up he kind of quit and guys many of us try to to do good things we try to live our lives for Christ and and sometimes guys when we make a mistake you know what we do we kind of give up don't we you ever been on a diet you try to eat well and you know you fail you eat a donut and you think well you know I blew it I may as well blow it big you know so I might as well eat another three donuts or six or a box right Or we just sit in Krispy Kreme and just, you know. Um, We do that. We think, well, I blew it, so I may as well blow it good. Well, Peter blew it good. (laughs) Peter Peter blew it pretty good. But he didn't quite give up. So here's the thing, guys. I want you to understand this. Failure does not define us. Failure does not define you. If you're here and you're thinking, man, I just can't serve Jesus the way I want to because I've blown it before, failure doesn't define you. Failure doesn't have to be the end. And failure doesn't disqualify us from living for Jesus. Now, are there repercussions sometimes? Are there there things that happen because we fail sometimes? Yeah, sometimes there are consequences to failure. But it doesn't disqualify us because failure is forgivable. That's the great thing about serving Jesus. (laughs) Failure is forgivable. If you forget your anniversary, your spouse will probably forgive you, right? Hopefully, right? If you forget a birthday, they'll forgive you. If you run over a picnic table with your car, they'll forgive you. You know, that stuff happens. I did that this weekend. I managed to run over a metal picnic table that I didn't see. So, Peter blew it. Peter blew it big. But you know what Jesus did? Jesus not only forgave Peter, Peter was reinstated. Jesus specifically reinstated Peter. He specifically put him back in his position in John 21 verses 12 through 17. He reinstated and he said, Peter, do you really love me? And he said, yeah. And he said, well, go feed my sheep. And he said again, Peter, do you love me? And he said, yes, you know, I do. And he said, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And he asked him a third time, why? Because Peter failed him three times that night and he reinstated him. And so in doing this, he reinstated him as a disciple, but he also told him to start doing what? Start feeding the sheep. Start being a minister. Peter, you're not going to be a fisherman anymore. Remember I told you back in the day you are going to be a fisherman? Peter, you're going to start leading my church. Jesus was willing to forgive Peter. Jesus is willing to forgive us, you. doesn't matter how big you've blown it in the past, Jesus will forgive us. I know people say, well, what about that unforgivable sin? If you're worried about that, you haven't done it, right? But you know what the great thing about failure? It's forgivable, but it also can move us forward. Failing can move us forward. That's what it did here with the Avengers. We see them. They failed. They felt like they let the universe down. That's a big failure, right? But they kept moving forward. It urged them forward. It propelled them forward. And so, guys, when we mess up, it can move us forward. It doesn't define us. We see that Peter, after uh, the day of Pentecost in the book of Acts, what did Peter do? He got up and preached in front of thousands of people. Gave his first message in front of thousands. And thousands came to Jesus that day because he was willing to move forward. He allowed the Lord to spur him on. He allowed that failure to move him. And Paul, in Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14, Paul, the apostle, he had blown it, right? He had persecuted Christians before he came to Jesus. And he says this, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I haven't achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. That's Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. And this is one of the verses I look back on a lot. Paul said, I haven't got there, but I do what? I push forward. I allow my failures to spur me forward, right? What do they tell quarterbacks in football? If you throw an interception, you have to do what? Forget about it. Move forward, but forget about it. You can't keep thinking about it. If you drop a fly ball in baseball, what do they tell you? Keep going. Forget about it keep moving forward, right? So in the movie, their failure caused them to move forward. So in our lives, guys, if you've blown it, if you failed it, make it right. Ask for forgiveness and move forward. Keep going. So we learn that after we fail, we can have a second chance, but then we have to learn sacrifice. We have to learn sacrifice. What does that mean? We have to learn to give some things up, right? If you want to be healthy, you have to learn to give up things in your life. If you want to grow in your profession, you have to learn to give up some things, right? If you want to grow in Christ, you have to learn to give up some things. So there's this great scene in the movie. There's a guy named Tony Stark who was Iron Man. He was a superhero. He was one of the first Avengers, one of the first superheroes. But Tony had a problem. Anybody know what Tony's problem was? He was kind of selfish. (laughs) He was kind of self-centered. He liked himself a lot. And so him and Captain America always kind of got into it because Captain America was all about sacrifice. And in the very first Avengers movie, Captain America and Tony Stark get into it. And he said they were kind of arguing a little bit. And Captain America said, oh, big man in a suit of armor. Take that off and what are you? Tony Stark said, well, genius, billionaire, playboy, philanthropist. (laughs) And Captain America said, I know guys with none of that that are worth 10 of you. I've seen the footage. I know the only thing you really fight for is yourself. Now, here's the line. You're not the guy to make the sacrifice play, to lay down on a wire and let the other guy crawl over you. (laughs) And so that always kind of bugged Captain America through all these movies. He had to kind of learn to do what? Sacrifice a little bit. To give of himself for the sake of others. So at the very end of this movie, we're going to see Tony Stark is able to get the Infinity Stones on his armor, and he wants to undo everything that the bad guy Thanos did But the thing is, with all that power, if he snapped his fingers, you know what's going to happen? It's going to kill him. So he has to make this decision. Do I do what's good for the universe, or do I do what's good for me? So here's the scene. And if you haven't seen the movie, I apologize. This is a spoiler, but you probably heard it anyway. So if you're in the movies watching that, that scene where everybody goes, ah, you know, they all scream and yell. So he learned sacrifice in that scene. He learned that he could give of himself for the good of the world. And um, he ends up dying, giving up his life, and all the bad guys disappear. It's a pretty cool scene. Um, So as Christians, guys, we have to learn to sacrifice some things. We have to learn to lay down some things for the good of the kingdom of God. And when we choose to grow, we must make sacrifices. When we choose to grow, we have to make sacrifices. That means we have to give up things in our lives. So as we grow as Christians, we learn to give up things for the good of the gospel, for the good of the kingdom, for the good of our families. Now, you guys that are parents know that when you're first married and it was just you and your spouse, you got to do pretty much anything you wanted, right? Hey, let's take a road trip, and you just leave. Hey, let's have pizza. Okay, let's watch a movie till midnight. You can do that stuff. (laughs) Once you have kids, things change. You want to go on a road trip? You take 30 bags with you, right? You know, different outfits and all that different stuff. You have to have a schedule. You have to do things. So things change. You sacrifice those things for the sake of your family, right? If you want to grow as a Christian, there are things you have to give up. When you give your life to Christ... And you start growing in a relationship with him, he starts showing you things that you need to get rid of. Maybe it's certain kind of music you like to listen to. You need to get rid of that so you can grow. Maybe it's certain movies or TV shows, and the Lord convicts you about that. You give those things up. Well, as Christians, we need to learn to sacrifice, to lay down some of those things. And so, and this is the big point right here. Considering what Christ has done for us, we have to choose to give up some of our rights. Some of our rights. What does that mean, pastor? I give up my right. Do I have to not vote? No. You have to exercise those kind of rights. But we have these things that we could do but we choose to give up for the sake of others, for the sake of the kingdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul talks about being willing to give up eating meat to avoid offending people. Now you're saying, "What does meat have to do with it?" Well, back in the day, they would sacrifice animals to other gods and they would sell them in the market and He knew that, you know, if I eat this, some people felt like they were eating part of an idol. And it offended some newer Christians. And Paul said, you know what, if it offends them, if it keeps them from growing, I'll give it up. And so some people say, well, I'm not offended by that. One of those things is alcohol. As Christians, some people say, well, I think it's okay to drink alcohol socially. Others say, I think it's a sin. Well, if you feel like it's a sin and someone else drinks around you, what happens? You get offended. So what do you do? You give those things up voluntarily, right? For the sake of others. You don't do that around them. So we have to lay down some of those things. In in chapter 9 of 1 Corinthians, Paul talks about the fact that he says, I become all things to all people in order to win some for Christ. He says, I'm willing to lay these things down. So sacrifice. What are some things we sacrifice as Christians? Sometimes we sacrifice our time I'm willing to give up some nights to serve at church for others, right? I'm willing to serve in kids' church, even though kids terrify me. They don't really, but some people say that. I was a youth pastor for eight years, I think we were. My wife and I were. We worked with teenagers. People like, I don't like working with teenagers. They smell funny. That's okay. (laughs) Teenagers scare me. That's okay. You know, we would recruit people and then they'd enjoy it. We lay down some of those things. We give up our finances, some of you guys are so generous. You're willing to give, to be able to give to missions, to see things like what we saw today with 100 million meals, or 10 million meals, 100 million, 10 million meals. We're willing to do those things. We're willing to give up some finances so missionaries can do the work they do. We're willing to give up some so that we can have a church van to go get kids to come to church on Wednesdays. We're willing to do that. We're willing to sacrifice some of those things. And you say, well, I, I don't, I'm not really into sacrifice. <laughs> Well, Jesus was, right? Jesus gave us the ultimate example of what sacrifice is. We read in John chapter 15 this morning, Jesus gave up the ultimate sacrifice. He says, I'm willing to lay down my life for you because he calls us what? Friends. He calls us friends. So one of the things people love about these Avengers movies is these Avengers are willing to give their lives to save others. They're willing to give up their rights to save others. There are a lot of heroes in the Christian world who are willing to give up things so that others can have that. We have missionaries who are willing to give their entire lives to go overseas to tell people the gospel. There are people who are willing, back in the old day, you know what missionaries used to carry with them to the field? they pack all their stuff in a coffin because they knew they weren't coming home. They knew it was, they might die, so they would literally pack coffins in the bottom of airplanes or ships with all their stuff in it, and they took it with them, and they would just ship them back when they were done they understood sacrifice people here in lexington our forefathers in the faith gave and sacrificed for this church these buildings that we have so down 11th street they bought old buildings and the ladies that were not working would go and pull nails out of boards so they could build the church building it's an amazing story of how we got to this point pastor joe who was a pastor here before was willing to give up everything for this church for this community for this congregation So guys, we understand that there is sacrifice, and some of you here today, I really believe God is talking to you about some things you can sacrifice, maybe giving up some time to serve in Power Kids or in the preschool class, maybe giving up some finances to give more to missions, maybe to serve in some ministry at church, so we understand. So we understand that failure is not final until we give up, because it's forgivable. We understand that we have to learn sacrifice. If we want to grow, we want to do ministry, we have to learn to give up some things. And then what do we do with the second chance that we've been given? That's the big question. What do we do with this second chance? There's a scene at the end of this movie where Captain America, his name is Steve Rogers, you know, he was a soldier in World War II, and he was injected this stuff to make him stronger, and then he he was sacrificed his life. He went down in the ocean and he was frozen, and they woke him up back in the 2000s. And so he woke up and the world was all different. But he was in love with the lady back in his home time. And he was willing to give that up to serve. But we see in this scene that he goes back in time to take these stones back. And we get to see what happens. He gets a second chance. And we see what he does with that here. Remember, you have to return the stones to the exact moment you got them. You're going to open up a bunch of nasty alternative realities. Don't worry, Bruce all the branches. You know, I tried. When I had the gauntlet, the stones, I, I really tried to bring her back. I miss her, man. Me too. Ready, Captain? All right, we'll meet you back here, okay? You bet. Going quantum three two, one, and returning in five, four, three, So did something go wrong or did something go right? Well, after I put the stones back, I thought maybe I'll try some of that life Tony was telling me to get. How'd that work out for you? It was beautiful tell me about her? No. No, I don't think I will. So he went back in time and he decided to stay there to marry the lady that he loved and he had a second chance at life. Well, you know what? We have all had a second chance, haven't we? Because our God is a God of second chances. God gave each and every one of us a second chance when he forgave our sins and he gave us a new life. I love this verse in Lamentations chapter 3. This is uh, written by the prophet Jeremiah after Jerusalem fell. He says, yet I dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. He said God's mercies are new every single day. We've all given second chances, and we get second chances all the time. Because we all blow it, don't we? You ever said something you wish you could take back? (laughs) Every day, right? You ever done things you wish you could take back? Well, we all get second chances. God gives us chance after chance. And I love this scene in the movie. Totally didn't see it coming. Uh, In the theater, everybody went, because Captain America had a second chance at a normal life. And he took it. And if you watch the movie, it shows him dancing with his wife back in the 40s. You know, he had that second chance. Each and every one of us have second chances. And here's the thing, guys. After we mess up, second chances help us to learn from our mistakes. They help us to learn. So when we fail, like we talked about earlier, when we fail, when we mess up, when we don't do the sacrifice, we can learn. We can learn from those mistakes. Instead of wallowing in self-pity or or beating ourselves up over and over again, we can learn from those mistakes. We can learn from that. And lastly, we have to be willing to offer second chances to others. We've been given second chances, therefore we need to do what? To offer them to others. Now, if people abuse us and repeatedly hurt us, do we have to keep doing that? No. Sometimes we have to just back away, say, I love you, I forgive you, but I'm not going to be in relationship with you anymore. But we do have to offer second chances to others. We have to be willing to do that. Jonah learned this the hard way in the Old Testament. The prophet Jonah didn't want to offer second chances to the people of Nineveh, and God taught him in a very unique way, <laughs> if you've read the story get swallowed by a fish, get spit back up, has to learn second chances. So guys, I'm going to ask you to stand this morning and ask the worship team to come up. We're going to pray, and then we have a really great uh, testimony from the BGMC crew. They're going to come in here in just a couple minutes, but we're going to take a few minutes here and pray. So if you're physically able, would you stand? Those of you watching on the live stream, if you're able and you're have space would you stand if you're driving please don't but otherwise you know stand we're going to pray father i'm so thankful today that even though we blow it we fail you forgive even though we don't always want to sacrifice you sacrifice for us and you give us all second chances and god i pray today you'd help us all to take those second chances to learn from those second chances and to offer those to others and the greatest second chances of all is when you forgave our sins when you offered forgiveness for all the stuff that we did and, and gave us new life so with every head bowed every eye closed if you're here today and you say you know pastor x i haven't started that second chance i haven't asked jesus to forgive my sins maybe you're watching on the live stream today and you say you know I've never started a relationship with Christ, or maybe at one point I did a long time ago, but I haven't been living that. And I want to start that today. I want to make that new today. If that's you, would you slip your hand up right where you're at? We want to pray with you right where you are. So we're going to say this prayer all together. And this is not some magical thing. This is just you talking to the Lord and just thanking Him for that second chance. So everybody say this prayer with me. Dear Jesus. Thank you so much for your incredible love for me. And I admit that I've made some mistakes. I've sinned, and I ask you to forgive me. Please come into my life. Make me new. I turn away from every one of my mistakes, and I turn to you. Please make me new. Help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, the Bible says that God just made you a brand new person. It said all the old stuff is gone. You're brand new. That's an amazing thing. I want you to talk to one of us about that. Now, if you're here today and you say, you know, Pastor, this really hit me a little bit. Uh, I've I've made some mistakes. I failed and I kind of gave up. Or maybe say, you know what, I'm just really not into the whole sacrifice thing. I, I feel like God is talking to me about maybe giving some time, maybe giving some resources. i want to change that. Or maybe I need to be better at taking second chances. Or maybe I need to be better at offering second chances. If that's you, I want you to sleep your hand up right right. We're going to pray this morning, any one of those. And God, I just pray for all those that are indicating that they need to, to move on from failures to stop giving up and, and take that forgiveness you offer. Lord, I pray for those who need to sacrifice. You're speaking to them about maybe giving some time to serve, maybe giving some finances, or maybe they need to take a second chance and move on and, and learn from it, or maybe they need to offer those second chances. But Lord, whatever the need, God, I pray that you would speak to every one of us today. You would help us to make those decisions through your strength. In Jesus' name, amen.